You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hello and welcome to CarCast. I am Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, and Bill Goldberg's on the phone calling in and... Man, it's been a busy uh, last few days. It's been a busy weekend uh, for us. A lot of stuff going on um, that uh, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to cover as much as we can. Um, as you guys know from last week, we were listening in, and and uh, 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 Bill was heading out to uh, Arizona. Maybe stop by uh, Marcus Angel, check on the lawman, do a little bit of bondering school stuff. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Went to a NASCAR race this weekend. Uh, before we uh, get started, I just want to tell you guys about uh, about Geico, of course. Visit geico.com, get some car insurance, and uh, a little love to our friends at Wrangler. So they have a big uh, selection of uh, jeans, shirts, and outerwear for men and women. Check out wrangler.com. Um, I was at the uh, the classic auto show this uh, past weekend. Uh, it's our first time going. Uh, Bill, I know you've done the event in the past, so it, it was bigger and it was better. It was it was down at Orange County, and they had a a, a bunch of uh, Japanese cars, and we you know we saw all the usual suspects: Dave Kindig and Wayne Carini, and uh, a car that we loved was from Andy Leach. Um, he's uh, I think it was an Impala. It was fantastic, and then uh, uh, just small world. We ran into Mark Warman, chatted with him over lunch, and then you were chatting with him as well. Uh, recently, so uh, what we might try to do here is um, we'll give him a call uh, a little bit later into the show. But uh, but uh, man, let's start it off. How was your trip to uh, Arizona? It was awesome, man. You know, uh, at Bondurant experience, no matter whether you're taking the road course or whether you're going down that drag strip, I mean, it's just it's a hoot. No matter what you're doing. So uh, even though they didn't, uh, they weren't working on the the high octane PCMs in the demons, uh, 808 was enough, but you know, it was, it was fun, man. It was a little smaller class so we could get, uh, a couple extra passes in and, uh, you know, launch control is pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't, uh, spend a lot of time with the trans brake because I didn't, I didn't want to waste, uh, the, the limited runs that I had, you know, trying to figure everything out. So I, I just did it in pieces. And the next time I go out, I'll, I'll try to master that trans brake, but, um, it's one thing that I can tell you that I've never really experienced firsthand before is um, <laughs> a properly prepped track is mm-hmm. unbelievable. It's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, from my first run to my last run, though comparatively, you know, the, the last run compared to the street, there's still no difference. But, I mean, there's still a huge difference. But in the beginning, the the grip that you got on that properly prepped track, Mass Traction, I think, are the guys that take care of it. And I think they're the guys that are going to be out at Springfest. Um, it, man, it, it was unbelievable. I, I, I didn't get out of the throttle at all. And oh, I that's fantastic. Right it. It's fun a tiny bit, but, I mean, it was it, it was a hell of an experience. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to uh, to get out there this weekend. We'll give you guys the details on that as well. But um, so, kind of break it down for us. Is it a one day course? Did you do two days out there? And and where did you start off in the classroom on the track? Like, kind of walk us through it a little bit. What's the Bondurant drag racing experience like? I've done I've done like the three day uh, road race school, the, the 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 driving course and the skid pad and and all that, and it's 
It's great. I would recommend it for anybody. By anybody who's getting a license, by the way, you've got a 15, 16 year old that's getting a license, mom, dads, like go do a Bondurant experience with your kid, make them better drivers. And what a great thing to do with, with, with your kid, right? So if uh, nothing else, the skid pad for an hour would work, uh, wonders. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it really will. it's really about knowledge, like knowing what the car is doing and and a little bit on how to react. But even if even if your reaction isn't that good, going and experiencing and knowing what the car is doing puts your mind at ease. You know it's sliding, you know it's getting loose on something, or let's say in ice or snow or water or whatever. Like it's 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 um uh, it's interesting to do. I would recommend it to anybody. But I've never done the drag racing program over there. I think it's pretty new for them um, now that they got the the Dodge partnership. So kind of walk us through it. Where did yeah. you start drag off? Racing deal, drag racing deal was different. It's not a three-day. It's a one-day. Mm-hmm. Um, eight, eight o'clock classroom, you know, to 3.30, uh, you're on the track. Um, it's it's uh, orientation in the beginning, like it should be. And um, they're not taking uh, for granted that these people own these cars. They, they have to be able to drive them. So it's baby steps in the beginning. Um, uh, gotten the charger on the skid pad, which I, you know, I, I think is almost as fun as going on the drag strip. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, you know, uh, spent some time there and then spent some time behind the track, um, kind of off, off uh, of the road course in the straightaways of uh, trying to perfect the launch control and um, the trans, not the trans brake, but you know, we're playing with the trans brake, but um, launch control and the line lock. And, um, you know, it's, it's unbelievable technology and they, they baby step you through every bit of it. But even that, uh, you still need a lot of time and a lot of practice with it. And in one day, it's really hard to get it perfected by any means. I mean, you might get one or two stabs where you've uh, gotten it kind of close and you feel what's going on. Um, you know, Rob, my buddy that lives out in Scottsdale, that's got a unbelievable collection of uh, Mopars out there like my well his he's got even more than me but he uh he almost lost consciousness on one of the runs man <laughs> it was that much put it that way that it was that much fun so um great instruction on track instruction um mm-hmm. they're in your ear literally they're not in the car with you but it's the next best thing so they walk you through every step of it and and it's a it's a, an exciting experience for the not the beginner the novice or you know kind of like an expert. So now the program um, I, I would I would recommend it to everybody. Is the program just racing demons, or do you start in a Charger or a Hellcat or or or? No, you're just yeah. racing demons. They put you in the Charger on the skid pad, okay. um, and then after that, you're you're sitting in the demon the whole day. Now, did you guys? Did you guys? drag race the demons like start training and practicing did you do versions without the launch control like how do you how do you just get in the car and run it sort of no real nannies and stuff involved did you guys do that or was everything with launch control no i mean you had the ability to kind of do what you want i mean they obviously have their reins on you but you're there to learn the the technology that dodge has put forth you know for bondurant to teach you Mm-hmm. Um, there in a short period of time, you know, you have to, it, it's, I, I'm, you know, nanny proof, you know, yes and no. 
Um, it, it is the benefit of technology, but there's still a lot that goes into it. You know, it's a, it's a lot of time. We put it this way. I, myself, I didn't work off the tree once, not one time. It was green for a minute and a half, and I'm sitting there, you know, trying to make sure everything's proper uh, to get the right launch. Right. So, right. Um, so like you're I, saying, I wasn't I wasn't able to get everything down to the point where even after eight runs, I was I was caring about what the tree was telling me. Right. It's it's learning the car first, and and that's Absolutely. something that we never really got a chance to do uh, in Detroit at Roadkill Nights. They kind of just they just lined us up, and then we just went. Like the first time I drove a Hellcat wide body was down the drag strip. It, it in Detroit, you know, there, oh, exactly. was, there was no you know, warm up. There truth, was anything. Truthfully, a lot of guys, a lot of guys foot break it and they don't use the launch because it's fun. Yeah. You know, and it's cool to see technology, but you know, if, if you're sitting there worrying about, and this is the same conversation we had earlier and I've been to the class and I went through it. If you're still, if you're sitting there worrying about timing of letting go of this paddle and that paddle and your foot off the brake and, press the okay button and let go of the okay button, you know, you're, you're going to lose time. So, well, you might the, lose the, the light the, too. So my question is, is certainly on the street or while you're practicing or on, on the drag strip without the Christmas tree, you can set up the launch control. And when you're ready to go, you go. But my question is, and I don't know if this is going to be even possible for us, or maybe, you know, the Dodge guys that we're going to see over the weekend probably have figured it out. But let's say you and I roll up uh, in the, the Challenger 1320s at the light, and we want to use tra- uh, the launch control, that light goes from red to yellow to green. Like, I don't know where we are in the middle of launch control. Like, you know, you only get a couple of seconds to do it, well, and you got to set this, it up. It like, I don't know in, if you can in time short, it. In the short period of time, I can get you, you need to be in launch control, you need to be uh, in launch control when you're rolling up to that first stage. Yeah. You know, and and it's not that hard. It's not a difficult process. It's just having to use your brain in you know with 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 everything else going on. Uh, yeah. And, okay. You know, it takes a special guy and or girl to be able to do it in that split second, right? Yeah. And you know, you and I are normal people, and we're learning it. So there's the less moving parts, the easier you know the game. So. um like I said, in a short period of time, I can get you to where you'll feel fairly comfortable getting up to that line and you're in launch control and, you know, you're all ready to rock. Yeah. Um, It'll be it, interesting. To, to, you know, but then there, there's still a lot of variables. You know, they say, you know, the track and then what's your, I mean, the RPMs we were setting the launch control at varied. You know, we never were at a set RPM. Right. So dependent upon the track, dependent upon the tire. And we were running on nittos out there, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it, just the drag radial that comes on the car. Now it was doing great because the track was prepped the way that it was for that tire, you know, but you know, I'll be running different tires at this place at, at Fontana and the track, I think, like I said, is mass traction. So, you know, it, it'll be a comparable track. It might be better, might be worse. So you never know, but there's so many factors that go into it. Um, there's never really a perfect way to do it, but you know, uh, you get, you get a sequence down that you're comfortable with. And the reality is that it's a very short 
uh, span that you're either gaining or missing. And so hopefully you can make it up in another area with your driving ability. So, you know, it's all about what's comfortable for different people. Yeah. And, you know, this doesn't just apply to, to the to the demon. It's any, any drag racing that you're doing. And certainly all the modern cars with launch control, there's different... You know, uh, you know the the Mustangs and the Shelby GT three fifty that I that I drove. You know, between the line lock and the launch control, you can set different RPM and things like that. And then, um, you know, uh, there were fewer options back in the day when I was driving the Nissan GTR using the launch control. Uh, and actually, I've got another and, and one coming different. up soon. Yeah, and they're I all different. I didn't know this, but no, but the cha- the 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 uh, SRT stuff, the yeah. launch control performs differently. From the 16 to the 18, you know? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, then, then there's that. So, I mean, it's all about getting in that specific vehicle and learning its idiosyncrasies and learning mm-hmm. its specific technology and then getting seat time, period, end of story. But it, it, after that experience, it, 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 I do feel more comfortable. Do I feel, quote, unquote, comfortable? Hell no. <laughs> but, you know, it's always a learning process, and that's what's fun about it. Yeah. Well, that's an exciting program to do. I'm going to try to get out there at some point and do that. Like I said, I've done the uh, the, the road racing school at Bondurant, and I, I I definitely need to go back and do that again. It's been, I don't know, man, it must have been eight or ten years already. And they had the Corvettes and stuff out there, and uh, and I think the skid pad was like the the first gen Cadillac CTS. I think. Um, that I went out there and did that stuff on. And uh, so it's been a while, but the drag racing program sounds fantastic. Uh, and it's going to be interesting. You know, this is all kind of leading up to um, to uh, Spring Fest. We're going to be out there this weekend. As you guys are listening to this, we're a few days away. We're heading out to, to, uh, to Pomona, to the big drag strip, which, first of all, that's exciting within itself. We're on, we're on the main drag strip out there where they run NHRA. And uh, this is, you know, this is just all the the Dodge fans, and uh, I, I, I think, you know, your SRT Jeep fans as well. But um, the event is pretty much for 2005 and later. You know, Charger, Challenger, Magnum, SRT eights, Jeeps, and uh, the way the event's going to work is, is um, they've got a huge vendor area like two football field lengths of vendors 50 vendors going on over there um and there's uh there's racing clinics and if you have the dodge cars you can bring them out you can run them on the track um there's race clinics to help you out if you want to do it um the uh if if you want to take a car out there and you haven't registered already go to socallx.com socallx Register your car. If you're an owner of the Dodge Jeep vehicles, it should be pretty inexpensive. Um, you can Over go there. Over 2,000 entries so far, man. It's good, yeah, and it's it's going to be way more than that. Um, it's going to be uh, – uh, what they're doing is is the gates open at 9 to all the Dodge owners. So you can register to bring your car and race it, or you guys can just show up. And and show the car and enjoy the event or whatever. Gates open at nine for for the Dodge owners, and then it's an exclusive like owners event from nine to twelve. And then at twelve noon, anybody can show up and just walk around and have fun. And those tickets are at the gate will be twenty bucks. So it's you don't have to have a Dodge to go there, but just know that. 
if you're not an owner, you, you can <laughs> show up at be at least 2,000 of them when you get there at noon. Just know that. Yeah, yeah. The, the place is going to be kicking. You know, when, you, when you're able to walk in at noon, they're, they're going to be running cars. They're going to be making a lot of noise out there, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I talked to the Dodge guys, and of course, you're bringing a demon. You're bringing a red eye. You're going to drag race the demon. We've talked about this already. You've, you went and you, we talked to the guy, uh, uh, Carlisle, and he got the wheels set up, and you're, you're back at Magnaflow doing stuff on it. But you know, let's let's back up for a second. I like how you know you're you're like Michael Buffer, okay? <laughs> because <clears throat> I don't know what you're trying to make of this, but I mean, for me, as a, a as a Dodge owner, as a Demon owner, as a Hellcat owner, as a Red Eye owner, I'm just going out to have some fun, and I've I've got the opportunity to go to take my Demon to a track that's prepped similar to the one that I just took someone else's yeah. demon out <laughs> yeah. and beat and beat the living shit out of it all day. In front of 2000 people. <laughs> no pressure. No, I, I, no, no, I mean, there's no dude, there ain't no pressure here because this ain't no race. Yeah. But the problem the, my pressure is, well, yeah, there's a lot of people and there, there's a light there. And now I got to worry about the light. You got to worry about the all, light. all this stuff at the same time. I'm not worried about like, I'm not, I don't care if I'm racing you or anybody else. This battle is with myself and my car. And the fact that I know that after see my burnout, I, I don't know what I'm going to do because I had the, you know, the Magnaflow, uh, Richard and the guys at Magnaflow had to, you know, get with like scrapers and hand, hand hand scrape all the inner fender wheel stuff after that after that nitto event oh yeah so when i'm up there and i've got the pressure of performance in front of me and knowing that i gotta heat these tires up but also knowing what i have to do after i get to the end of that drag strip (laughs) to the inner fender well of my car it's like oh shit well you know what am i gonna so i can't wait it's gonna be fun it's gonna be cool that 1320 thing is gonna be really cool but as far as me Drag racing my demon, man. I'm taking my demon and I'm running it around a dr- down a drag strip. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I drag racing. You know, so. it's, it's gonna be it's it's, it's gonna be fun. Um, and it's gonna be you. Sh- you should be have some fun because you get to run your car now. And there's always That's a little exactly bit of the what I'm saying. There's always like a little bit of running somebody else's car. You don't want to quite go 100. percent And you know, I'm always like a little nervous about driving. You know, I we get very lucky here. We get to drive Raptors. Not at Bondurant. Like at Bondurant, yeah. you just beat them to death. Yeah. You know, well, it's like back in the day when you'd rent a Hertz rent a car, and mm-hmm. it was a you know GT 500 or G, or what the the Hertz 350, whatever. it was. Yeah, well, we are going to drive some of Dodge's cars. It's not going to be exclusively you and your car. So I talked to the Dodge guys. You spoke to them as well. They've got the Dodge Challenger 1320. We talked about this car before. It's basically uh, a Demon with with the Hellcat engine. It has all of the Demon suspension and brakes and everything, but it's a little bit more affordable and a little less exclusive than the Demon uh, because it doesn't have that engine in it. But... Um, this is a new model for them, uh, and this is the first event where they're bringing them out and and racing them. And you and I are going to be driving a pair of these things, maybe even going head-to-head against each other. That's just going to be fun to see. It really doesn't matter to me if I ride, uh, if I race against you or anybody else or nobody at all. I just want to drive the thing like you're saying. It's like, yeah, I just want exactly. to get it pointed I mean, down the straight. The, and get it. The, the pressure... There is people got to, there is real, there's inherent pressure of being 
a male and having testosterone and being a car guy. But this this is going to be a really cool experience, and I don't want to get caught up in trying to go so damn fast that I break any records and not you know miss the and miss the opportunity of how cool it is to be able to take this thirteen twenty and my car down that drag strip. Oh, I'm with you completely. I just don't want to embarrass myself. If I can get it down to the end of the strip, and if I ran 15 seconds, that's fine, as long as I don't Richard Rawlings the car. That's easy. That's <laughs> easy, dude. Believe me. I got you. That's easy. Yeah. That track will keep you keep you straight down there, man. There was only one one guy that kind of got a little out of whack on that track, and mm-hmm. that we had probably nine, ten, no, there were 10 people in the class. So, you know, that's six, at least 60, 70 runs. Yeah, well, that's um, that's good. You did what about eight eight runs throughout the day at Bond? I think six six to eight. Yeah, yeah. A couple of them were so bad that I just forgot about them. So it could have been. <laughs> they never happened. It's it's fine. It's <laughs> never happened. Um, all right, let's uh, let's tell us about Marcus Angel real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll get into maybe getting Mark Marcus, on the phone. You know, yeah. the the, the Bondurant thing was really quick. So I, I sprung it on Marcus, I think, three days before I was going out to Scottsdale. It's like, hey, Marcus, I'm coming in town. Let's uh, let's check out the lawman. And then, you know, I get a frantic message back. It wasn't, wasn't frantic, but okay. He says, well, the, the part of it's in Mesa, the other part's in Scottsdale, and the other part's in some place I've never heard of. And mm-hmm. I said, well, how close is, is uh, and what's the closest one to you know, Chandler, where Bondurant was. And so I met him at the body shop. Okay. And a uh, great group of guys. I can't remember the name of the shop. I'll have to get it from Marcus, and we'll put it up on the show. But um, the guys that do uh, the Dodge Power Wagons for Barrett-Jackson, they, they take them every year. They stretch these things out. They make them 100-point restorations and fabricated just absolute awesomeness. These things are like nine nine thousand pound monsters rolling oh, around yeah. that track. Yeah, I've seen them. They're um, cool. Yeah, so that's where the car was. We got to see it. They were just it was just taped up to get sprayed. The biggest thing that I can take oh. biggest thing I can take you biggest thing I can the biggest thing I can tell you as a takeaway from the visit was that the people that were the people that were putting it together that were that were about to paint mm-hmm. um, were telling me that ninety nine point nine percent of the jobs that they do are a hundred point restorations or builds that are to perfection. This is the first time they've ever had to dumb themselves down and duplicate imperfection and how laborious that was, and to see. And to listen to some of the measurements that these guys are telling me about, whether it be decals or whether it be stripes or whether it be where the pearl goes, man, these guys have their work cut out for them. And I, I don't envy them whatsoever, but they are true artists at what they do. And, uh, man, they're doing one hell of a job. That's good. I, and, I, it's, I, I, and it's I'm a cool happy. place. You saw that picture I posted yeah. on Instagram, right? I mean, that, that that's their junkyard. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that you liked what was going on over there because a lot of times you walk in and there's like, you know, the car's been sitting for a while and it's it's all dusty no, and, and nothing's been happening. Not. No, and you on the contrary, frustrated yeah, this, and, this is one of those experiences that you are thankful that you had as opposed to wanting to repress because it was so bad. I mean, 
No, I, I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was getting into with Marcus, and I sure as hell wouldn't have if I had any question about his ability to get this thing done and or hand it off to somebody who's um, you know uh, uh, more of an expert than he is. I wouldn't have ever handed it to him. Yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm glad the experience is is going well. Anybody that's done a project car, as you know. It, it can get frustrating. Budgets inflate all the time and uh, lack of communication and no documentation and, and cars sitting around and projects sitting around. A lot of times it's it's on the owner. It's like, you know, this is out of my control and it's yeah, going to be too yeah, expensive. But, you know, and a lot of times like it's the Adam, shop. This is like you and Adam doing his top car, though. Yeah. No, you don't You don't cut corners. You go to the best of the best and the, you, you go to that guy because – he has a reputation and he has a motive operandi that, you know, you, you're only called for certain things and everything else is like a fine, fine, you know, uh, clock running yeah. clock. Uh, so what's, the, what's the deadline? Where, where are we going to present this? Where are you going to bring it? Uh, specifics. I can't tell you, he's going to have to fill you in on that, but I know the show is in November. In November. Okay. Why don't we do this? Let's get uh, Mark Warman on the phone, and we'll check in with him. I know you've got a project with him, and I saw him this weekend. So as you're doing that, uh, Chris is going to ring him up. I'll tell you guys about Wrangler, of course. Everybody has a favorite pair of jeans, the pair that fits perfectly and always looks great, the pair that you wear out at night, at home on the couch, at work, wherever. They're your go-to, so do not underestimate their importance. That's what you love about them. No one knows this better than Wrangler. They're the authority on jeans, using their expertise in comfort and durability. Wrangler jeans are made for the adventurers, the go-getters, folks who like to keep moving. Whether you ride a bike, a bronc, or a skateboard, or if you're the type who walks the earth in search of something, these are the jeans for you. They have classic and modern styles, a range of fits, and a price that works for you as well. The vintage re-releases are some of my favorites, of course. And then Wrangler Wrangler has something pretty much for everyone. So if you visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, outerwear for men and women, they have new styles, great fits, Wrangler is real comfortable jeans. Check out Wrangler.com. All right. Hey, Chris. Chris is uh, Chris is in the other room trying to get uh, Warman on the phone. Okay, well, we need Chris simultaneously to look up the odds maker in Vegas to see what the odds currently are on Mark Warman wearing Wranglers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I I saw I saw a, a Warman. I'm just in- saying. What do you think? Yeah. But what's your opinion? I, I think it's I think it's a low chance, very low chance of wearing red. He should. Come on. I'm now. going fifty fifty on it. All right. We, let's ask him. Let's find out if he's wearing Wranglers or not. See if he's wearing. We got to ask Chris what his opinion is first. All right. This is a game. We have to start. <laughs> it's more of an. We're throwing back to Wrangler. We're talking we're, more about it. We're gonna do it for every guest that we come in. Um, uh, Absolutely, man. Speaking of guests, we got to. I know out. the answer to Alistair's. <laughs> Alistair's six four and like one hundred and five pounds. So <laughs> I've never seen a British dude wearing Wranglers. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. I don't even. I don't even know if he knows what they are. Uh, we uh uh. By the way, have you guys been following our, our buddy Stone Cold Steve Austin? He's getting he's getting the car bug, man. He bought himself a C seven Corvette, his white Corvette, which is nice. And uh, now he's got his uh, his Camaro, 
his uh, 70, maybe 70-something, 70 72, 74 Camaro. And I think he's got that truck, right? He's got the Chevy truck. Yep. 60s, so Chevy truck. So yeah. got to reach out from him. He's hard to get a hold of because he's usually, I don't know, out in a forest or a jungle or a desert somewhere riding his Kawasaki ATVs and and uh, and whatnot. So I, I don't know what – he's always out in the dirt somewhere wearing yeah. camouflage shorts. All right. Well, while he's uh, checking that again, um, we'll just move right along, and I'll tell you guys about Geico as well. You've heard us do this before. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off the dry cleaning. You pick up some milk, and now you could add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. Somebody just uh, tweeted. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but uh, it's very funny. He tweeted me, and he's like, uh, I went and got Geico insurance. Before I picked up the milk, before I went to get the dry cleaning, I went and got <laughs> went and got some Geico car insurance. Well done. Thank you for that. So, hey, I'm reading. I'm reading. It's a good segue to Warman because we were talking about the 1320. The 1320's got the 392 Hemi in it. It does. And the 392 Hemi is the engine that Warman's putting in my uh, 99 rod Dodge Ram. It's been there for two years, more a year. All right. Well, let's get him on the phone right now. Here we go. Here. Hello, Mark. Yeah, did I just hear some sarcasm from Bill? What a segue. What a segue. I'm pretty sure I heard something that would be disparaging. Now, I don't want to have to come down there and knock a lung loose, but... You know, I've been working out pretty hard for the last couple of Man. years. Asparagus makes, asparagus makes your pee smell. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. I, Hi, guys. I, uh, I, ran, I ran into Mark uh, this weekend, the classic welcome, auto welcome show. Welcome to CarCast. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, since Saturday when I saw him at the classic auto show, he's been talking shit the whole time, man. Warman. <laughs> just... He did, too. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, it was good to see you this weekend. I hope you had fun down in, uh, in Orange County. It was, uh, it was uh, good to catch up. And, uh Listen, I know you're a Mopar guy. I want to talk about the projects, but tell me, how amazing was Andy Leach's Impala? That was right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, just. Yeah, that guy is crazy, man. (laughs) And he he won the Riddler Award, too. I I never met him before, either. He's such a nice guy. He's very quiet uh, until you start talking about the car. And then he. uh, Yeah. He's just, man, he he had two cars there. He had his he had a hot rod there. Which won the Riddler Award? That's that's the I heard. That's the Oscars of hot rods, you know. Um, the yep. Riddler Award. Is that the one Wayne Carini bought? Yes, and I don't know if we were allowed to say that, but now that's the word out. Oh, is is I'm the, sorry. the Riddler sorry. hot rod that uh, that he bought? I think Wayne Carini bought it from him, maybe like on site while he was there. So. Unless Wayne, I think he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think he bought that car. By the way, I don't know what he paid, but that's a good that's a good car to buy. That thing was so amazing. Um, Andy Leach is uh, he's been on my other show, Shift and Steer, a few times, and we've talked to him uh, uh, in, in over the years. Um, yeah. And he's he's just been doing such good work, man. He's uh, he's still a young guy. Um, I don't I forgot where he's based, but. You know, he's got a, he's got a young baby in a home and a, a beautiful wife that, uh, yep. and this is this is their life. They're just building the amazing hot rods and uh, and muscle. It's cars. so cool because like we were there in the green room. Uh, 
when I met you there, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and he was down having lunch and I asked if I could sit there. I I didn't know who he was. So embarrassingly, I had to ask. He goes, oh, no, dude, don't worry about it, man. And so then I got to find an answer and I was pretty amazing. But he said, I wish I would have had your number. He says, we're, we were working on Cuda. We still are, but we have a 70 Cuda. We're doing some stuff too. And we had a problem with the quarter glass, uh, SAS channel for the quarter glass. And so I told him, what I thought the problem was and we exchanged numbers. So yeah, now I'm kind of, kind of connected. Bill probably, probably doesn't have his phone numbers, my guess. <laughs> oh, that, is that right? No, Bill? I don't even know. I don't even know who he is, but that's, that's oh, okay. It's, it's I, okay. Nobody man. invites okay. me to the classic auto shows. Cause I'm you not Mark. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was hoping you were coming. I was really looking everywhere for you, but. It's cool. He was at yeah, Bondurant it, School it was, racing. It was a triple header or a double header baseball game. That's usually what happens on a Saturday or a Sunday around the Goldberg House. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I wasn't far from you, though, Bill. I drove down. It took me almost 15 hours with the L.A. traffic. I hit the beginning of Los Angeles on I-5 at 5 o'clock, and it took oh, two and a half hours God. to get through L.A. Oh, I, yeah. I've never seen anything so preposterous in all my life. It's It's ridiculous. What it's is, not where, like who are these people and where are they going? You. It's not <laughs> like that. It's not like that beautiful drive to come down and see your shop. Oh yeah, I mean honestly, this is. I, I com- my cousin and I were complaining a few weeks ago about the traffic here. Absolutely glad to be home. Yeah. I love the traffic. You'll never this do is it the again. Best traffic ever. I won't. I'll have to get over my fear of flying. Oh Me yeah. And yeah. So hey, so hey, uh, um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Matt and I are quote unquote yeah. driving these 1320s down the drag strip. What do you know about these cars? Anything? The new the 1320s. Uh, the new Dodge Challenger the, the 1320. The Challenger 1320. Are you familiar with oh, those? Oh, God. Who's got the egg on their face now? I have no idea what you're talking about. That's all right. No, but so the cool, but the cool thing is, is that it's Matt. Matt knows more about it than you and I do, and we're the Mopar guys. I it's, know. It's got, I didn't even know it existed. Motor. What is this, Matt? Same, what is this crazy thing? Well, hold on. It's got the same motor as the, the you just put in the truck. So that was the kind of the segue. So he, now he can tell you a little oh. bit about what it is. Yeah, so uh, I um, right, I, I, we want to catch up on the project you're doing there, but the 1320 is the 392 engine in a Challenger, but with all of the Demon uh, uh, racing suspension, all the drag racing suspension, and uh, and the brakes and all that stuff. So it has all the Demon uh, running gear, but with the uh, well, without the Demon engine. So it sort of slots in between, you know, the, the Hellcats and the Demon, but. Uh, you know, whereas the red eye focuses on the road racing and, and corner carving, this one is another drag racing car. But but that engine allows you to uh, to do whatever mods you want and, and kind of do it your own way instead of the demons pretty much done. Wow. Yeah, so it's called the it's called the Dodge Challenger 1320. And uh, at the Springfest this weekend, um, uh, uh, Bill and I are going to be heading out there. And uh, Dodge is bringing a few of these out there for us to race, and it's the first time they're uh, bringing out there to race. So we're going to go drag race up in Pomona uh, a couple of these things. We're going to race, uh, hopefully race against each other, but it's just going to be fun to go out there and get behind the wheel of some of these things. And um, and uh, and uh, Dodge and uh, and Bill has prepped his uh, his demon to do a few uh, to do a few passes in that as well. So it's going to be an exciting <laughs> weekend for us. Um, we're gonna oh, have a great man. time. I oh. wish it was. I wish it was like this last weekend. I'd sneak over there. I'd get out early and go over. Or you could fly. 
<laughs> I don't get on no plane, Hannibal. Yeah, he doesn't do it. But uh, what's John, going on you in your John shop? Madden. Yeah, what's yep, going? Yep, yep. Hey, hey, um, Matt, I got a question then on that thirteen twenty. So it's got all the performance stuff except for the drivetrain, obviously, or mm-hmm. portions of the drivetrain. Um, is it also geared towards that lighter weight like they did the Demon, so the less insulation and they don't have the jute padding in them and all the things they did to lighten the car? Is that also the you know, thing going on with that car? That's a good question, and I'm not sure yet. Um, I think they just had it at the auto show, or I don't even know if they had Maybe that they had it at L.A. Auto Show. We didn't get into the details of it, but when we get out there this weekend, all of the Dodge brass is going to be out there, and we're going to be able okay, to, to yes, come back. Yes. Infused with the exclusive drag strip technology from the iconic Challenger Demon, the Challenger Scat Pack 1320 is a blank canvas, the serious grassroots drag racer with standard features, including adaptive dampening suspension, drag mode, line lock, trans brake, torque reserve, and extremely duty 41.5 spline shafts. Standard interior, driver's seat only. To help reduce weight, front passenger seat and rear are available individuals for a dollar. So it's like the demon. <laughs> you can order like the demon. Yeah, that's how they explain it to me. So that makes the most sense. And they call that's it a really cool. Twenty because the quarter mile is thirteen hundred and twenty feet. Thirteen hundred and twenty feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so cool. Oh, that does it have the wide body kit on it, or is offered with it, wide it body does, kit? Probably it does not. It's only got two seventy fives on it. So that's going to oh. be a different experience, but it's got less horsepower, so it'll be fun taking down that drag strip. Well, you know, guys, I put the 392, that first uh, crate engine and controller that Mopar came out with in 16, we put that in our 71 Plymouth Cuda Tribute car. And uh, we didn't modify the body other than you have to make a little bit of a shave on the uh, where the wheelhouse, where the firewall meets the uh, floor pan, so you can allow for the six-speed tramic. Mm-hmm. That's really all we did. We didn't go out of our way to lighten it. We didn't do anything. We built a stock car with a 392 six-speed Tremec and a 410 Dana. I ran it across the scales. There's truck scales about 10 minutes from the shop here, and that thing weighed 3,550 pounds with the 392 in it. My car is 4,400 pounds. My car is a, a 2016 Challenger Shaker Scat Pack 392 six-speed. Wow. And that 1,000 pounds shows up in that Cuda like it like in nobody's business. Now, of course, it oh, doesn't have all gosh. the traction control. But my gosh, if this car is anywhere near, if they can get that car down in the 35, 36, 3700 with that 392, I would think that that thing would really be a turn and burn machine. I think that might be almost impossible to get it down. I would think it would with today's safety stuff. I think it would be really hard to get yeah. it that light. Too, yeah. I, I don't know exactly. I mean, obviously, we don't know a lot about the car, but we're going to find out this weekend. And yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You better send me a video, Bill. It's going to be a great event, and uh, it's, it's going to be great. So what, what else are you working on over in your shop? You're working on, uh, you're working on Bill's truck, and you've got a few other things going on as well, right? So we've got Bill's clapside truck we're trying to put together. And clap side. What does that we, mean? Is that a what clap is, is side? A um, it's a compliment, I guess. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the other cars. So, <laughs> sure. How many? How many guys armacoat the entire truck? How many guys? It's a do work that? truck for it's God's a work sake. Truck. What do you think? There's what a lot of work trucks out drive? there that aren't. <laughs> I don't care. And you know, speaking of that, there was a things. pair of Wrangler jeans in the back of that truck. A, better. A, I don't build things for a set. <laughs> I build things for function over form. Uh, I love right? it. So that thing, uh, right now, <laughs> man. So you know, it is what it is. Just needs some fire. Yeah, you, know, you know, I love you, man. 
You do a good job. I know. Uh, right now, we've got uh, 30 cars in process. Uh, the ones that are probably most notable to talk about that are actually in the shop right now is uh, we have a 71 CUDA factory 340 three-speed manual transmission. Most of the guys would upgrade, but that is how you got it if you didn't have any bucks and you wanted a, a, a hardtop or a convertible, you have the 340 and the three-speed. And ultimately, because more people chose the four-speed or the automatic, there were only eight of those cars built. Hmm. Wow. So this is uh, in violet with a white top and white interior, which is really cool. Now, what, what's uh, that car? What's oh, that yeah, car going to be worth when it's done? When that's, I mean, you're talking about very limited here. Where are we in the market? You are talking market? very. Li- this is interesting, Matt, because just this is the hardest lesson to learn, especially in the Mopar world. Just because it's rare, just because it's cool, does not necessarily equate to the cash register. So that car probably is. It might be a six-figure car. It might tip a hundred grand okay. because one, it's pretty and it's nice and it's numbers. Uh, but really, if you had the same exact car and it was a four-speed, it probably would do more. Even though they, I don't know that number off the top of my head, but I would venture to guess three forty-four speeds. They might have made six or eight hundred, maybe something like that. Of those, just a guess. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, rare and and unique and cool does not always equate uh, to the cash register at the end of the day, and that's that's a good. Like I've, I've got a I've got a judge that's a three-speed manual, and I don't think it's worth any more than the four-speed by any stretch. And maybe not as much, even though it's really cool, and I love that it's got a three-speed. Now, listen, if you've ever if you've ever actually raced somebody with a three-speed manual transmission, there's some advantages to it. Doug and I were just talking about this the other day, that there was this local knucklehead, Ed Crandall, that had a 65 Mustang with a 260 they built the hell out of, and it had a three-speed. And Doug said he lost to him every time because first to second, he had to get into second right away. That first to second in the three-speed is a long leg. And so if you have the right combination, that can be a moving machine. Hmm. Yeah. Less less shifting, right? So you'd have to have it all lined up, but this kid did. And so it might be funny to look in there and see that little chrome stick with the ball on it. But at the same time, uh, it it worked. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. So uh, anyway, yeah, as far as other cards, we've got the 69 Charger Daytona we're working on this season. That's Numbers matching, Hemi Orange car, uh, black interior. The guy bought it new, still has it. Uh, we just finished doing the uh, paint work on it and getting ready to do final assembly. Uh, we have uh, AAR Cuda that's in there right now. It's a, just a what basket color? case, missing most everything. Terrible, terrible shape car. What uh, color? Going through the room. Uh, that car is the uh, EF8 Ivy Green with uh, black interior, black strobe stripes, no vinyl top. Automatic. That's my car, man. Uh, yeah. That's my car. Oh, That's you like that? List, oh, the EF8 Green's yeah. pretty. When it's done right, it's beautiful. We'll have to build you one. What we ought to do is build you one of those and then throw that elephant in it. Yeah, maybe finish now, the now truck we'd be first. talking. No <laughs> yeah. And 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 like, uh, let me like just we finish. don't have any oh, like we don't have enough things going. We gotta we gotta. Oh God, yeah. There's another car on the list too that's even at your place that we haven't ever spoken about. So yeah, that's oh I sold that. that yeah. One. Oh yeah, that one's gone. Yeah, the, we turned that no, one. Got pretty good money considering the old driver take that one. The what? Yeah, the old <laughs> yeah, I had to sell it cheap because I didn't have a title to it. But, yeah, it, it oh, turned into cash uh, for me. That's the important thing. Yeah, Bill's got his beautiful triple black uh, 446 barrel four-speed uh, super track pack CUDA there uh, that 
we've been wow. kind of hauling around for a year, I think. It is it is on the list, and it's moved around to the disassembly line still probably a couple of months before it gets disassembled. But so be uh, it's it, a man. nice you car. Know, so It'll go it. really exactly. well because yeah. it's a good car. And the, 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 tell them about the, the, the coolest thing for me is the fact that, a, well, a guy that is not the most, well, a guy named Galen Govier. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he, he, <laughs> everything out of his mouth I may not like, but he told me one thing about that car that was the best thing I've ever heard, that it was a stripe delete car. So uh-huh. we can take that ugly orange hockey stripe off of there, and now I can have a triple black freaking six yep. pack seventy Cuda, which to me yep. is a lot, hell of a lot cooler. So just to make clear, because I know any of my Mopar lunatics out there that are listening and are going to say, "Why didn't you correct Bill?" Well, because I don't. I like my teeth in my Go head ahead. for one. And, and I like I where my nose is. It's not the cutest nose, but it works for me. You're you're right well, you're about one thing. Me now. <laughs> <laughs> that your car is not coded for the stripe V6X. It is not coded for it. The only color you could get in 1970 was a black hockey stick stripe. Your car is not coded for it. However, it wasn't standard equipment. So the fact that it's not so the fact that it's not on the fender tag doesn't mean it's stripe delete. It just means it wasn't ordered with the decal. Thought I better clear that up for that. That's what I have to do all the time, guys. They'll get on TV and they'll watch it, and then they'll just go on social media and crucify me over the most minute details that I already know the answer to. I just didn't have time in a in a sixty second narrative to cover everything. But right. But in real time, in real time, now people know why you're the only person that's ever touched any of my Mopar. Yeah, <laughs> and and I and that means a lot, and I use it all the time to get jobs. <laughs> Sorry, about those one or two have really helped you out, but. Yeah. Hey man, it's, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, right. I, no, I would have no other person <laughs> touch any of those cars. Ah, oh, thank you so much. It means a lot, and I know, you, and everybody knows Bill. He wouldn't say it if he didn't mean it. He's very, right. uh, no, very transparent. You, you, you saved the three, the, the three hairs left on my face that I was pulling out as I was trying to match up bolts on my '68 convertible. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> How's yeah. that car doing, buddy? That car is wonderful. I finally got around to putting new tires on it after the uh, uh, I looked at the date on the ones, and they were nine years old. And then I looked at the ones on my uh, hardtop, and they were 19 years old. Wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, go out there oh and make sure that gosh. every tire in your garage on every single freaking car is what, how, how, what's the limit on it? Like eight years now? I, years and I don't even like know that? for sure. Yeah, yeah that's, but, that's something really important because I got that car back from you, and I told you the story that right rear. Yeah, you had a flat. <laughs> yeah, the first time I drove it, I didn't have a flat. I had an explosion. Thank God it didn't didn't tear up the inner fender wheel. It didn't do anything to it. But you know, and that's when oh I God. went out and I looked at all my cars and I said, "Hey, man, you, you need to be a little proactive here." So. And really, I that's should have been your eyes advice. on that one. So I'll own some of that. I should have called you up. You're not a cheapskate. I could have called you up. They looked really good. That was the whole thing. They exactly. looked great. They looked I didn't see new. anything. Yeah, they looked no, they new, right? The, so I didn't even think to check the, the nipples date. on them, for God's sake. They, they, yeah. You know. Can you say nipples on the radio? 
Yeah. I just did. Yeah, it okay. happened. That happened. Tires, okay. we can't stress right. that enough, by the way. My my M3 uh, that I bought from Adam was sitting around with 15-year-old tires, and it's like riding on blocks of wood. Like, you couldn't get any traction. It was so dangerous to drive. That's basically how Paul <laughs> Walker died as well, is, is they took that Carrera oh, yeah. GT out on those hard tires, and that car was all over the place. Like, and I, I switched to the uh, to the Michelins, the the a PS4, I think it is, or P4S, I don't even know, and uh-huh. night and day difference, uh-huh. night and day difference. Now, yep. I can't get my foot out of the car because now I just, before I could barely drive it because it was like driving on glass. But, uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I'm telling you, just from a safety standpoint, I can't even tell you how important tires are. Um, well, before well, well, we... Uh, an interesting, oh, I'm sorry. I'm probably over my time. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, we, we're going to have to wrap up. We're kind of running out of time here. Yeah. But I do want to check on uh, what's the update on the, on the show, what's going on with Graveyard Cars. Oh, okay. So uh, last Tuesday night, a week ago uh, today, mm-hmm. was our season finale. Uh, it was season 10. Mm-hmm. And it did really, really well. It looks like... For whatever crazy reason, we're just blessed, and it seems to be do it seems to do a little better each year. So we uh, we get a lot of really good positive feedback now on it. So uh, season eleven premieres tonight. This is the first time we've had two seasons there back to back, and so we're shoot we've we've already got five episodes in the canon back to the network, and they'll start airing them tonight. So tonight is season premiere, uh, season eleven premiere on Motor Trend. And that'll run for 13 weeks, and then we'll probably be off until October while we're making Season 12, hopefully, and beyond. Right on. Well, as you're listening to this, you missed the, the episode, because this will air <laughs> the day I missed what? If this is going to air. The uh, This isn't going to be live, so this will air the next day. So uh, go, uh, go, oh, okay. to, go to Motor Trend <laughs> okay. and check it out. Look up Graveyard Cars. You go to graveyardcars.com, C-A-R-Z. Is that right? Graveyard Cars with a Z? Yes, sir. It Uh, sure is. Go there for the website. You can find Mark on Twitter as well. It's G-Y-C underscore Mark, as in Graveyard Cars underscore Mark on Twitter. And uh, and go ahead and uh, say hello. Tell him he's doing good work or razz him a little. Tell him to wear some Wrangler jeans. <laughs> yeah, I need it. Tell him to wear some Wrangler jeans. Um, oh, stop with the Wrangler. <laughs> you, guys can, uh, you guys can check us out, of course, at carcastshow.com. You can follow me at Motorator and, uh, and Goldberg. You know, definitely check him out. He's Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter and Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. You'll see uh, what's going on with the with the cars over at Magnaflow. He just posted Bonnard School stuff, uh, Marcus Angel, and the the shop that's working on the cars, and and uh, and we're headed out to Springfest this weekend. So um, as you're listening to this, if you're uh, if you're a Mopar guy and you got one of the late model cars, register now at uh, SoCalLX.com. Bring your car out there. Um, they're doing more of a an owner's thing going on from nine a.m. to noon, but at noon gates are open. Everybody. Uh, you can just show up. I think it's like twenty bucks. Um, there's going to be well over two thousand people there. Um, they the um, the entire Muscleville from the commercials that Goldberg's been doing with with Dodge. They're recreating Muscleville there. We're going to load in a bunch oh. of cars, 
And uh, uh, they're, uh, last I heard, they were working on the park bench, <laughs> the park bench from the commercial. <laughs> they're trying to find that. Well, i gotta I, have, I got to have some place to sit. Yeah, right? right. I talked to the guys yesterday. And I'm like, what's going on? They're like, we're trying to get the park bench. And I was like, all right. I seems, love it. Seems less important, but let's go ahead and do that. So it's a whole recreation of that. Like you said, like uh, Bill said, he's going to bring his red eye out there. He's going to be drag racing his demon. We're going to be going heads up and a pair of Challenger 1320s. It's going to be a fun weekend. And we're really looking forward to it so guys come out to that if you get a chance come out and say hi we're going to be there pretty much all day at least from the morning until until afternoon ish and uh and i think if you guys are bringing cars out to run you can um i think they got permission from the track to start running them almost into the nighttime maybe even later maybe well into the night so um uh come out and check that out we're going to be there we're going to be there on saturday uh saturday only to be clear (laughs) there's a lot going on this weekend saturday only for us um uh, but guys, uh, thank you, uh, thank you so much. Am I missing anything? We got everything covered, Bill, Mark. Okay. Uh, the only thing I want to say was I was surprised when I met Adam Carolla. He walked up to me and told me he was a huge fan of the show, and actually said he uh, he rattled a couple things off that happened in the show that I know he was telling the truth. So I was pretty. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, he he wouldn't lie about it. He's a, he's like nope. us. He's a he's a student of this and. Uh, uh, and, and he always has nice things to say about you, by the way. And uh, the only thing he'll Wonderful. say would be like, he's just a Mopar guy, and I kind of like guys with a little more diversity, but it's, uh, but he's just busting <laughs> chops with that. He's just busting chops with that. But, um, uh, yeah, we were— Just he, for the record, he doesn't wear Wranglers either. Yeah, I don't think he does. Well, he has his oh, one good. dress pair. He has his one dress pair of Wranglers that he wears like with a sport coat when we're going to like to the quail or something <laughs> like that. That's uh, that's really about it, uh, guys. If you uh, if you get a chance, swing on over to iTunes and uh, give us a nice little little rating. Tell us uh, that you like the show. If you don't like the show, you don't have to go to iTunes. That's the way it works. <laughs> you don't even have to give a rating at all. <laughs> and, and just for the, just don't go. Right. I'm ragging on everybody about Wranglers because I have a pair. Yeah, see yeah. See, I got them as well, and uh, we appreciate uh, Wrangler and Geico for helping us out over here. Um, all right, guys, that's pretty much it. And uh, by the way, you want a little more fun? We got more car cast coming for you. Uh, Adam and I are doing a show, of course, this week. Um, uh, so check those out, and uh, check out Shift and Steer. That's my podcast that I do with Brad Fanshaw and Aaron Hagar. And uh, uh, give it a listen. Brad has been in the hot rod industry longer than the Earth has been in existence. That's how long he's been he's been doing this. Um, so, uh, guys, thank you so much. Until next time, uh, keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel. Later. Hey, thanks for having me on, you guys. Appreciate it a lot. Thanks, Mark. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.